Good morning. It is None of Your Business Podcast, a podcast where we talk about anything but your business and ask questions. That's none of your business. Thank you for joining me today. Now let the show begin. Hey guys, and real quick before we dive into today's episode, I just wanted to talk about my friend Michael Chauncey's program. It is the Create Fit Tribe. And really what it is, it's just a online mastermind for fitness individuals who maybe are just beginning their fitness journey with the New Year's resolution, or somebody who wants to compete. You're gonna have you know, your own unique nutrition and workout plan designed specifically for you. But you're also going to have this community of like-minded individuals to get motivation and support, questions, love. It's going to be like a family, guys. So check out the show notes. Find her on Instagram at Facebook, Michael Chauncey. Instagram, Tyler Michael Chauncey. I love you and enjoy the episode. Um, I somehow um, included my my financial hardships in my TED talk, which I, every day, even today, I still think like, why did I do that? <laughs> why did I share some of the most difficult thing, moments in my life? But I think it was because I needed to make my, my, my statement clear. And the best way to put it, um, I had a coach during my TED, TEDx uh, practice, and he pretty much said, he's like, um, tell me something I can't Google you Google you on. Cause I was ready to give him my resume and all the stuff I've done. Um, but he, he's like, no, tell me something that there's, that makes me want to listen to you on the other side of the world for 10 minutes of my time. What makes you different from all those other people that are talking about financial literacy and mental health. And I, and I just sat there and I started to cry during our <laughs> meeting, but he, I understood what he meant. And so I explained to him, I didn't want people to, go through what I went through and I wanted people feel less alone about talking about money. So I think that's where it's led me to where I am now. And it's still a journey. <laughs> yeah, totally. It definitely learning curve. So talked about that you grew up during the LA riots. Like what did that look like? You know, um, I didn't really appreciate my upbringings um, or my my experience until college when I, I was lucky enough, I went to Cal State Long Beach and it was such a diverse campus and being able to talk about, you know, how you grew up and it, it didn't really phase me, I guess, because I, I kind of thought, oh, maybe everyone had similar experiences or even at that, you just don't want to talk about it. Um, it wasn't until a, I want to say it was a, a Chicano Latino class or one of um, my under undergraduate courses that made me really talk about my experience growing up as a kid. And that's when I realized that, you know, cities from where I lived had no clue what it meant to live through the LA riots. So for someone that has no idea what that is, um, during this time, we, you know, people, many people always give me the, the comment when I say I grew up in the LA riots of, oh yeah, I remember that time. And the truth is, all I remember is watching it on TV. But um, I, my city was actually a little further out where it was really, really bad. But we were still very much affected by it. So, um, 
you know, this was a city that was already struggling financially, didn't have all the same resources that most um, affluent cities had. And, um, you know, as a kid, I was about, I want to say close to 10 years old and seeing, no, excuse me. Yeah, about 10 to 13, this, this was pretty bad, but I remember seeing like my local restaurants and little mom and pop shops, um, blocks from where we live that were looted um, and some of them burnt to the ground. Um, so one of my favorite restaurants was little mom and pop restaurant. Um, and most of these people were little, you know, first generation, maybe second generation business owners um, and lost everything and never came back. They never brought their business back. Um, there was a lot of fear in my city. Um, I remember seeing grown men um, frustrated crying too. I mean, my parents didn't really fully understand what was going on either. So as a kid, I try to navigate, um, you know, not being able to go outside anymore because my parents were afraid things would, you know, they, their house might get looted or we might get um, hurt. There were people from other places, other cities. Um, and it wasn't just all black and brown people. I think that's a misconception. A lot of people think, oh, you know, they were, you know, ruining their own homes. And I go, not exactly. I remember there was um, people from all over that were coming into the city that were looting um, stores and taking things that obviously didn't belong to them. But um, a lot of these people rented too. So, and they lived in horrible conditions. So I, I remember once a, a young woman said, I, I can't imagine how someone can ruin their home. And I thought, well, their home was probably horrible condition. I mean, when we talk about slumlords, some of these buildings were horrible and it was out of rage or whatever it might be. And um, being exposed to that as a kid, um, I know a lot of people might say they've been around like gangs or they've seen um, certain things as a kid, but when you see adults not understanding fully what was going on, um, even till this day, I mean, there's so many documentaries that have come out from, you know, the, from the beatings and, and, and talk about what really went on. And I'm thinking, wow, even grown adults who are retired still can't make of the type of emotional and frustration that people are going through. Um, and so for me, it was, I, I want to say it was a scary time, but I also think it was just more of a confusing time because as a kid, you don't really understand everything. And my parents did a really good job of, you could say protecting us and just kind of not really exposing you know, the, the difficulties that were going mm -hmm. on in our city. And so um, I think for me, I kind of blocked it out. And even when I went to high school, I went, and my parents ended up sending me to a private high school because they feared, you know, work, the worst things that were happening in our city. Um, so my, my dad and my mom, they would drive us at least 45 minutes. Um, and in LA, that's like, I mean, we have traffic all the time, but 45 minutes each way and back to, to high school um, just to be away from any type of exposure that might harm us. And um, so all of a sudden I was in a group of high school students that had no clue or really weren't phased by the LA rights and private mm -hmm. school on top of that. So it was like the poor kid with all these rich kids. <laughs> um, and I always refer to the, have you read the book? I'm sure you probably have, but Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Um, yeah. I so, usually right? have it on my table. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's one of my favorite books because I read it my, I want to say it was my freshman or sophomore year in college. And that was the first time when I read that book, I thought, oh my God, it's the story of my life growing up from, you know, I lived in a city that was like super poverty. And then, you know, going to, to really affluent high school um, with rich kids and how, how families were very different, you could say from where I grew up. And, you know, both my parents worked so many hours, they worked a lot. And so 
you know, being exposed to, you know, some parents that like one was a stay at home or work from home or had multiple businesses and you're exposed to languages different. And just, um, it was a very interesting and I feel fortunate enough that I was surrounded by that, but I also feel that because of my experiences has allowed me to be more um, of an advocate for the need of having the, the buying power, the financial literacy um, aspect, because the majority of it's over 55% of Americans are financial illiterate. And I've, I've seen, and I've not only dealt with it myself, but I've seen how detrimental it can be to a person and to their family. And so, um, I think that's something that I always think back of like where I came from and I no longer am ashamed of it. I used to be like, I didn't want people to know I'm from Inglewood because people, even when I would travel to different countries, they'd be like, oh yeah, Inglewood, I heard you have so many rap songs, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, great, you know? Um, I remember even once in Ireland, they were playing one of Tupac songs and I'm like, oh God, this is where I'm from. You know, this is kind of funny that I I was not necessarily just ashamed, but I was kind of like, that's the only picture people have of where I grew up. And um, I did have a lovely childhood as far as like a lot of my family and friends are in the neighborhood. And, you know, we had fun summers because we were close to the beach, you know, those are things that, and now Inglewood has changed too, since the the new Ram Stadium is being built. And, you know, there's a lot of different things that are happening in the city, but um, I'm always, now I'm I'm proud of where I came from because I feel like it's also allowed me to be myself more. Um, and reminded me that I am unique and that I've overcome many challenges that most people will never have to deal with. Um, so I, I don't take it. I don't take my, uh, my privileges and opportunities for granted. That's for sure. Remember those days, those L's, I could sleep right now. I get paid, vacay, stay in peace. I break in the blues over steak. I got to eat right. You could be my peace sign. I don't need that energy around me. I just need sun, you're so cloudy. I wake up good, you're so grouchy. Please get from around me. When the truth don't work, you start telling lies. Thought you were down the ride, you weren't down the ride. Caught switching, you were picking sides. Don't blink, caught slipping like a slip and slide. I was shooting dice till I got a nosebleed. Money on the floor, can't get cold feet. Took an L, should've put it in the offering. Lord, forgive me for my sins, don't know of me. Scary thoughts, I got scary thoughts Lost control, now I'm taking charge Breaking bills, friends breaking off You could be the youngest, I'm the d d Kiss 